0: Hello, and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast. Well, it's been eight years in the making, but finally, the Island Games are about to land in Guernsey. 24 islands 14 sports and hopefully one incredible week of competition in store. My name is Tony Kerr and to talk about how we got here who and what to look out for and why it matters so much to the islands involved I'm joined by our sports editor Gareth the Hi Tony. And our games news editor for the week Matt Fallows. Hi Tony. Uh, great to see you both. Um, yeah here we are then a couple of days to go to the opening ceremony um, as we record this. Uh, the first athletes have begun to arrive I think that honour or the, the honour of the uh, the First arrivals goes to the Falkland Islands badminton team, uh, who got here on Wednesday evening. Um, Gareth, let me come to you first. Are you excited?
1: Very, Tony. <laughs> I mean, going into the Island Games, there's always a hype going into the Island Games, but because of the the pandemic delay, it's just sort of like it's just increased sort of tenfold. It seems we've been waiting so long to host this Island Games. Now that they're finally arriving, um, yeah, it's just great. I, I mean the, the, the build-up and the tension is great but you just can't wait to, for the action to start you just know that there's going to be some just some great sport for for six days solid and yeah that's sort of like our dreamlander sports reporters really
0: yeah it's going to be incredible um well you were both um involved 20 years ago um in a press capacity um for those listening who don't remember it i mean what was the atmosphere like around the island that week
2: well i think for those of us who aren't engaged in in sports reporting every day like gareth is what is so special about the games is just that it it takes over the whole island so you know so much of our our news coverage will end up being island games related um and and that that is what makes it very special i mean we were really lucky from a news perspective in 2003 we were very lucky because not only was there all of the sporting uh competition to report on that you would expect but it was a games that was absolutely packed with sports news you know one of our own cyclists goes through the back of a windscreen um, and then you uh, carries on racing uh the roads rage which which you guys covered in a in a previous pod when there was that abandoned football match between Guernsey and Rhodes probably one of the most dramatic amateur football matches ever played anywhere Uh, There was um, a very unpleasant incident with the Rhodes women's football team. There was just there was so much news to report on. Uh, whether we're going to get quite as dramatic a week um, next week we don't know but it, it's it's a very exciting time for uh, a news journalist as well as a, a sports journalist because it, it does take over the whole island Things have started to, to take shape up
0: at beaux Ajour. obviously the basketball court is down um, the, the platform's gone across the pool for the um, the seating there Yeah, do you get a sense that there is a buzz starting to build in the island?
1: Oh for sure Tony, um, I mean a couple of weeks ago a friend of mine who, who's sort of heavily involved in cricket which isn't partly island games he was sort of detailing to me exactly where he's going to be sort of each day you know for each session what he wants to see he wants to see as many sports as possible and i just think that sort of goes round around the whole island there there's other people i've sort of people ask me are the press going to be sort of like um, putting in the schedule I, i'd love to make sure i see charmer's run or i'd love to see so and so play badminton you know when they're when they're in action um that's the sort of thing you get with the island games it's it's just such a it is really a community event you know and um I mean, they call it the friendly games, but it's very much the way it is, with the odd exception, as Matt's detailed, (laughs) you know, those things do stand out occasionally. But um, yeah, the thing with the Island games is that Everyone wants to be a part of it. Um, so, I mean, my most of my experiences have come away from Guernsey, going away with sort of Team Guernsey and what have you, but everyone wants to know how everyone else is getting on and it's not all about their particular sport and it, it just makes it such a special week. Um, it's a week that will fly by, but there'll be so much happening that, um, yeah, it... it, it it's no wonder that people get excited by it.
0: Yeah, it's worth just reflecting on how we got here. I think because obviously, you know, it has been a few years. It's fair to say since um, you know the, the idea that Guernsey would host a third games um, was sort of first mooted. Um, Matt, in a previous life, um, you were involved in the political decision to get behind the games and bring them back to Guernsey. Um, I mean, what was that? 2015 that it first came up. I and mean, was there any debate then around whether it whether we should
2: go for it? Uh, not really. I mean, the states um, played. I think it was eight hundred and fifty thousand at the time when Guernsey was bidding. I think there had been an indication given that, that our bid would be treated favourably, but we weren't at that stage the host island. It was it was money being committed uh, to the to the bid, um, and uh, Dame Mary Perkins had had been uh, persuaded to to lead our bid, and then of course when we were uh, selected as the host island to to, to lead the organising committee, so the states did make you know quite a, a significant early commitment to it. Um, and the organising committee was doing a great job and was getting on with raising uh, lots of private sponsorship. And then, of course, COVID hit. And uh, by that stage, I, I had become education, sport and culture president. And um, we were faced with this issue of what to do in because of the pandemic. Uh, there, there was a concern at that time that if Guernsey gave up early on, gave up its right to host the Games in 2021, then we might not be able to host for for many years to come because Orkney was due to host in 2023 and and the the, the schedule thereafter was already in place. Uh, But, you know, a decision between those of us who were involved, um, it it just seemed sensible to make an early decision because we could have ended up with this rather disastrous set of circumstances where... We we carried on trying to host, and then just a few months before, um, we would you know we had to pull out, or maybe only half a games could happen. So uh, the decision was made to try and, and and push the whole thing back by two years. Unfortunately, the International Island Games Association agreed, and the future host islands were happy to, to to wait their turn for two years. So it has been a very long time in the making. The organising committee has done a fantastic job, not least. In in uh, getting pledges for sponsorship, I think roughly double what the state's pledged initially. So there is a, there's a lot of local money going into, into you know, public money and private money going into organising the games. Um, the organising committee, uh, you know, w- will have done a great job. And the, in in two thousand and three, I, I think people left Guernsey thinking they had just been to perhaps the the best games there had ever been. Um, And hopefully they they will leave 2023 with, um, you know, with similar thoughts and and Guernsey will, will put on a very special event.
0: Yeah, as you say, a lot of work has um, been put in behind the scenes to get to this point, a lot of money as well. Um, well, the man will have the honour of um, uh, helping officially open the Games um, and, and welcoming all of the islands to Guernsey. And someone who's done, done it for several years now is Jorgen Pettersson, um the chairman of the International Island Games Association. I caught up with him um, before he arrived in Guernsey um, to get a sense of how he was feeling sort of four years on from Gibraltar about the Island Games returning and also um, why he thinks... It was almost fate that Guernsey was slated to host these post-pandemic games.
3: I'm always full of expectations at this time. Not so much for myself, but uh, full of uh, what they're looking forward to, all these young guys and girls from the different member islands. They are, for the moment, they are combining their time with uh, training in order to become as good as ever possible. They're also planning for their trip what to bring, what not to bring, what to, who to see, who, who to meet, to what to expect. I'm full of expectations in many ways, and this year probably more than uh, usually, because we do have a pandemic uh, uh, to handle and we have sorted it out and Guernsey have made a tremendous job in doing so. We said when the pandemic hit that... We were hindered but we were never stopped and that we would come back as sort of a beacon for each and every one of us because we had we needed something to to look forward to and from what i can see it's going to happen now and we're very close and uh, i can't wait
0: how do you expect to feel um you know when you sort of declare the games open at the opening ceremony you've done it many times before um Given that it's been four years since the last one, uh, do you imagine what the emotions will be?
3: Pretty tense, I would guess. And uh, the reason for that is, is not so much that we have made it, but the way we have made it. It's shown that cooperation is not just empty words. It's something that delivers. And this time it has. Because when everything did happen in 2020, We, like the rest of the world, didn't know how to act because we never seen it before. And in my opinion, we did what we always have expected our competitors to do. Try a little bit harder, adjust to new situations and deliver the best you can. So in a way, I think that us as administrators now have been put to a task that we have usually expected from our competitors, but we have not been uh, used to do it ourselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure you've been liaising very closely with the organizing committee here in Guernsey. Um, obviously, we saw you here last year um, with the year to go and the, and the inspection everything there. Um, what can you say about the way they've sort of stuck to the task of getting these games on?
3: I'm glad that it was Guernsey's to become a host island for the third time actually as the first island ever. But in a way you can see a pattern there because the second games that were ever held did take place in Guernsey. It was Owen Lee Valley who raised his hand where after the first game in Isle of Man saying that we're going to take it on, we're going to bring it further. You're welcome to us in 1987. Guernsey did it again in 2003. So you, the people of Guernsey, you're perfectly aware of what to expect. So, hence that, I think it was was probably meant to be Guernsey this time, handle the effects of a pandemic that we've never seen before, and being able to, to not only accept the fact that it didn't happen according to plan, but also to adjust to the new situation and deliver the way they have. Uh, from what I've seen of the Guernsey Guernsey organising committee uh, under the leadership of, of Dame Marie, uh, it has been ultra professional.
0: Yeah, do you have a lot of admiration for their determination and uh, perseverance?
3: Well, you can see the the the, the stubbornness that sometimes, uh, which I think is a very very good way of handling things sometimes. I don't- uh, For these games, it has particularly paid off. You need to be a little bit stubborn to deliver something like the NatWest International Island Games. It won't happen automatically. You need someone who is determined to make it a, a reality.
0: And stubbornness is a is a Guernsey trait, a donkey trait. So, uh, uh, it's I, I
3: didn't say it, but I, <laughs> I I know what you mean, and I agree.
0: <laughs> and it's not just Guernsey, of course. Um, uh, you yeah, know, the islands and athletes and team members are going to be flying in from all over the world. Uh, you know, as as the man at the the head of this organisation, how. Uh, yeah, how proud are you or prouder is that might, might not be the no, right word. Proud way, is
3: exactly the right word and yep. I agree totally. And it was good that you mentioned it because the, the, the NatWest International Island Games, it's not a one-man show, certainly not, far from. It is the effect of 24 islands working together and the efforts that each and every island and each and every competitor have done in order to reach Guernsey, it's tremendous. They have they have they have succeeded in a way that very it's it's difficult to to explain it to to understand it. They have made sacrifices not only physical ones but also financial ones in order to get the time and the money in order to get to Guernsey. It's amazing to see what what you're capable of if. You're looking forward to a value like the the games,
0: and how important do you think it is in the whole process? Obviously, not having had a games for four years, there'll be lots of um, there'll be lots of competitors who are coming for the first time, lots of younger competitors who won't know what it's about. Um, you know, I'm sure there'll be people in Guernsey who don't know uh, who won't remember 2003 and don't know what it's all about. But the sort of the success of these games, if if they can go well that it will keep the momentum up for for the whole movement, you know, going into Orkney and beyond.
3: That's always challenging to understand what to expect. And this time, certainly more than usual, because we do have these four-year terms and we are not sure how it did affect the different sports. At the time, we did try to find out If the competitors could continue uh, training to keep up their skills, Uh, we have no idea really what to expect for the moment. But I would guess, I would guess that we will probably see even better results than we've done so far. Because I do think that everyone that have made all these efforts to make it to Guernsey. They are not there just to have fun. I hope they will have fun because that's one of the parts with the games. But they're there to show something, to prove something. So I'm pretty convinced, I'm very convinced that we're going to see achievements and performances beyond what we've ever seen before this summer in Guernsey.
0: Awesome. And I've just got a couple more questions. Um, just for yourself, Jorgen, uh, what does your week look like? Obviously, at Island Games previously, uh, we all see you. you know, you've know, you got a big role to play at the opening ceremony, of course. Um, but what does the rest of the week look like? Will you try and get to every sport?
3: We are fo- fo- foremost, we're, we're going to see potential future host islands. We're going to discuss that. We're also going to raise the fact that these games will be the last one for NatWest International as title sponsor, and we will have ongoing discussions with potential other partners for the future. I will, of course, meet all of the member islands during the annual general meeting where we handle the affairs of the association. It's the first time we meet now for a year uh, since uh, uh, last summer in Guernsey. I hope to meet uh, senior politicians from All of the member islands, many of them will be there in Guernsey in order to support their particular teams. Uh, And I'll do that in order to, to remind them that sport makes a difference, not only for competitors, but for societies, because each society and each, especially islands, we are very, very depending on skillful people and hard-working people for the future, those who have international connections, those who have seen how others deal with the common challenges. So the the NatWest International Island Games, it's, it's a common base for islanders in sport, in society, in culture and so on. So I hope to meet as many as possible and to discuss with them how we could... Develop this even further. That's what we do. We are developing sports within islands. And in order to do that, you need to be there, you need to meet people, you need to see them. So I'm looking forward to loads of things, actually.
0: Brilliant. But and what about meet,
3: uh, yourself and your uh, colleagues there?
0: We very much look forward to seeing you here. Uh, and is there one sporting event that you'll particularly have your eye on?
3: Yes, the opening ceremony and the closing ceremony <laughs> and every everything that is between.
0: Yes. Awesome. It's going to be a, oh, it's a very diplomatic answer. <laughs> it's going to be an awesome week. Um, thanks so much for your time. And, um, Looking we'll forward see you to Guernsey. this and
3: thank you for your coverage and your work in order to to raise the awareness of what's what to expect. Guernsey has done this previously, but I promise you that this time it's going to be special.
0: Jorgen uh speaking to me there. Um, he makes a point in that interview as well about his sort of role for the week and getting out there, um, speaking to local politicians, um, uh, sort of reminding them of the value of sport. Um, obviously, there's a lot going on uh, in the island, sort of politically at the moment, in terms of finances and, and, and sort of sport, in some ways in the firing line on that front. Um, do you think, Matt, that these games can sort of slightly turn the tide on
2: on uh, the sort of political view of, of the value of sport? I hope so. Um, so ESC uh, facing quite serious budget challenges um, uh, recently announced, didn't they, that, that they were going to uh, reduce the level of funding to the Guernsey Sports Commission for the delivery of the state sports strategy. Um, and uh, that is a provisional decision. Now, there was a, a scrutiny hearing earlier this week at which ESC gave the slightest hint that they might be reconsidering that. Uh, so um, athletes and uh, those are people interested in sport, spectators and sports officials have a brilliant opportunity in Island in Games Week to convince our politicians not to make any cuts to, to sports funding. Uh, I think it, it might be difficult, you know, What if the legacy of a great games is a cut to the funding of the Sports Commission, I think that might be even more difficult to sustain at the end of Games Week than it is now. Yeah, Gareth, do you think this is
1: coming
0: at the right time or the, a good time for sport?
1: Well, yeah, I'm very hopeful it is, Tony, because, uh, yeah, it's one of those things with the Island Games, the one thing I always a bit perhaps cynical about is um politicians jumping on the bandwagon and as soon as sort of like guernsey win a few golds and people are celebrating that all of a sudden you might see a few of them trying to sort of john terry it and get into the pictures <laughs> you know full regalia with the team guernsey jackets on and then yeah a couple of weeks later oh yeah sports forgotten about once again you know so yeah hopefully it does have a have a positive impact on on those making those big big decisions yeah,
0: remains to be seen how that plays out. Um, in a moment, we'll look ahead to what's happening uh, kind of on the pitches, on the courts, on the track and then the pool um, with a bit of a sporting overview. We're going to uh, sub you out, Matt, and bring in uh, our colleague Jamie Ingrill uh, for that. But before we let you go, um, just give us a, a sense of, of kind of work-wise what you're looking out for most closely uh, over the course of the week, what we can expect to read in the press and, and just you know whether you'll see much sport and what you're excited about.
2: Oh, well, I think we'll get to see quite a lot of sport, um, although spectators will will see a more diverse Diverse range of sport than each reporter, I, I guess. Um, we are going to produce um, uh, you know, sports news and features in, in our, um, uh, you know, across the, the press. The, the Gu- Guernsey team will focus on in, in our sports news pages. In the middle of the paper, we'll run more features on other islands and and other competitors. Um, I'm quite interested in competitors who have taken part in the games years ago. Uh, and are, are now returning, uh, you know, for example, Alice Edwards. I, I think those stories of people who, uh, you know, did brilliantly years ago and then have had breaks and are, and are coming back into sport are always interesting. So I'm going to be looking out for for, for those. Uh, and, and she is an example of that in table tennis um but in in terms of the the, the workload for the reporters if it's in, gareth has covered you know, numerous island games i've only done one our last home one in 2003 if it's anything like it was last time uh you know we will be here till the early hours every day um but you do get this kind of surge of adrenaline on on a week like this so i think we're all looking forward to it uh, and we'll, we will try and provide as as extensive um, and as interesting uh, coverage as we can
0: yeah brilliant and gareth the back pages are, are going to be a stock full hopefully of uh, Guernsey's success
2: well, let's, let's certainly hope so, Tony. I mean, just
1: looking at sort of like the list of our athletes, you must admit that um, we should be sort of pushing for many a gold medal um, or many a podium placing, sort of throughout across the across the fourteen sports. But you just never know what sort of competition is going to turn up, and, and that's what's sort of really great about the Island Games is that, you know, I mean, I've been to somewhere sort of going Guernsey. Have thought, well, we've got the strongest perhaps swimmers, and then guys from Faroes have been Olympians and swum against Michael Phelps, sort of things. So suddenly turn up and you're thinking, oh, well, this isn't quite how we expect it to turn out. But it makes it that much better in that regard, you know, just um, being able to compete against um, guys from all over the world and yeah, um, just fingers crossed that um, we do enjoy our fair share of success. We
0: will look at Mark Cavendish, um, yeah, this week, Mark, twenty years since uh, he won gold in the criterium uh, in Guernsey, uh, aged eighteen, and has gone on. Um, well, I, I think it was suggested on social media, possibly the greatest Island Games graduate. I think uh, there can't be many to rival him. Um, so, yeah, maybe there's a, a young
2: Mark Cavendish uh, coming over here. But we topped the medal table, didn't we, back in 2003? Mm. I, I think I'm right in saying that that has only happened once since. Is that right, Gareth? The host? No, that Guernsey oh, has right. topped the medal table, I think, once. A, yes. Away oh, I, from
1: here. Yeah, I, I think we... Um, did we top it in
2: Orland or something? I think it might have been.
1: Uh, uh, I think yeah. we have come out top another one other time. But, yeah, it's... it's uh, it's, it's a case that we're usually in the top five, but um, yeah. to actually top it would be a heck of an achievement, that's for sure. Let's hope we can.
0: Welcome back. Matt has uh, made way. He's got back to the news desk to continue his preparations for a busy week. And in his place, uh, we've got our colleague from the sports desk, Jamie Ingle. Hello. How you doing, Jamie? I'm good, thank you. Excitement levels building? Oh, yeah. Buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, let's, um, let's have a quick sort of whiz through I don't know some of the names to watch out for in the sports um uh, you know some of the events that you guys are particularly excited about I mean I guess day 1 there's, um, there's you know there's quite a bit uh, to see but probably the focus for us will be the uh, the full distance triathlon um, which takes place at Rocaine. Um, a little later than usual, often in Island Games, they've started really early on that <laughs> Sunday morning. Um, but I guess because of the tides, um, uh, it's a, a little later start. Um, the men's and women's race is getting off either side of midday, I think 11.50 and 12.10. Um, Jamie, you've been covering a lot of triathlon over the last few years. Um, just to give us a sense of, of the competition we've got mm. in store down there and, and what kind of event um, you're expecting.
4: Well, obviously, firstly, it's fantastic to have one of the like big feature events of the games happen so early i guess it is almost like the first big big medal event yeah it's also good because guernsey has got a very good chance to contest all of those medals so we Individually, we've got Josh Lewis, Megan Chappell. Both are in with a very good chance for individual goals. We had Josh getting goals in Gibraltar, and he's only got stronger since then. Uh, Megan's improvement has been meteoric since then. <laughs> so we'd hope she'd improve our silver. And... Team medals, I think, yeah. Again, we've got great strength and depth and it'd be fantastic to see both of them take goals. But yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah, it's going to be a spectacular start to the games. I mean, it's a fantastic
0: location to hold an event like that, isn't it? Um, And yeah, Gareth, do you think one that's going to draw a big crowd?
1: I'd have thought so, Tony. Yeah, I mean, just... The whole excitement of the games will get people out and about, but uh, like you say, the the backdrop of sort of uh, Fort Gray and everything sort of around the Rockane area and the vantage points people will have. Um, I think the course was very specifically designed to be spectator friendly, so um, it, it'll be a great event. Um, the triathlon, wherever I've been to at Island Games, always brings out a nice crowd and uh, great support for all the competitors. So I think it'll be a, a, a really good uh, start to the week, really. Mm. Yeah,
0: Sunday uh, lunchtime, eleven fifty and twelve. 12, 10, as we said, parking is going to be pretty limited down there there is a dedicated bike park um in the field next to fort gray um but uh, the organizers have, have said uh, to people to arrive before the road is closed at half past 11 um and limited i think car parking so uh basically if you are going down uh, consider how you're going to get down there um it might be a little bit of a walk but it'll be well worth mm-hmm. it because um you're going to get a lot of value for your for your steps mm-hmm. on that one um with uh yeah, several laps uh, yeah, obviously the swim to kick things off um the bike loop and then uh, the run and if if you can get anywhere near the tra- transition it's going to be exciting it, it can be a very hectic sports triathlon can't it so uh, mm-hmm. yeah well worth getting down to that one um now in terms of the sort of face of these games i think all eyes uh, are going to be on tuesday night at the track when a goes in the 400 hurdles and obviously he's got um well built an amazing pedigree uh, in the sport in the last couple of years um winning that commonwealth bronze medal uh in birmingham last year uh, was a stellar achievement and and such obviously a rare one well it was a first wasn't it for us um, to have an athlete uh, medal at that event um but yeah a lot of attention on him i'm sure uh, going into that one well i caught up with him ahead of these games um he's going to be uh, jetting in quite late i think he's got british championships hasn't he first um and then we'll be coming straight to guernsey um to get ready to be on that track on tuesday evening
5: i'll do my heat on the saturday and then sunday will be final hopefully um and then yeah straight from the track to the airport late flight back to Guernsey and then Monday. Tam of course is running his four hundred, which of course I'll be there for. Um and then then it's all go on Tuesday night. Um big time, big race. And um I'm I'm just so excited because as I said before, it's just it'll be so nice to just be at home in the Guernsey kit and just have a bit of fun with it and just kind of really soak in the atmosphere. I really hope there's a great atmosphere there and everyone can really get involved because um, it doesn't happen a lot to hold an island games in kind of where you're from, and hopefully everyone just make some time, come down, have some fun, socialise, and just watch some great racing. Really,
0: yeah, awesome. I mean, obviously, you, you've done a, a couple of island games. You've been you've been there. You sort of got a start, really. I guess I got a first taste of kind of, I suppose, made well major representative uh kind of action uh in jersey right so it's been a while you've been eyeing this up for a while I mean how important has it been to you um you know despite the delay obviously of a couple of years um to these games to kind of make sure that's been carved out in your diary
5: yeah in general I I really haven't minded the um the delay in all fairness um I think maybe if maybe if it was when it was usually I might have not done it because I was coming up through the junior ranks, and I would have, of course, put other things in front of it. But where I am in my kind of career now, I'm still young, of course, but um, I just don't really care what anyone says. Like, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm not, I'm sure it's not a massive subject anyway, but I'm sure people will giggle and laugh, like why I'm kind of doing it and stuff. But to me, it, it's more than just like a time, it, it's more the whole. The whole organization of it and the whole event will just be such kind of a beautiful thing um I've always said I've wanted to kind of run in Guernsey as much as I can and to have an Ireland games and international competition there will be amazing and just so much fun and seeing all the other younger athletes do it and experience that for the first time will be a really good kind of introduction for their career um and it'll just make them more hungry it just it's it's an amazing opportunity for everybody and um yeah it, for me anyway um. I'd definitely regret not doing it when I'm retiring or fifty years old. And if I look in my cabinet and I hadn't got a medal from the Island Games in Guernsey twenty twenty three, I'll be I'll be livid. So um so yeah, I'm really excited for it. It's gonna be a great time.
0: Yeah, mission on for sure. And would like, you know, when you look at the way athletic or Guernsey Athletics has kind of developed, it seems to have come on leaps and bounds. Um just in in the organization the 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 talent the achievements you know and the the, the, you know us building on a platform I guess of of people working hard for many years of course but um do do you feel like as as you know one of the sort of leading lights of Guernsey Athletics if you like yeah a bit of you know a bit of responsibility to be here as well and and sort of um yeah show show what kind of Guernsey Athletics has achieved
5: yeah I mean Guernsey is a very small place and to have uh, many athletes um, who have been on, yeah, the Olympic or Commonwealth Games or World Stage, I think it is important for them to kind of show up and be there. And it's great that Cam, Peter, Abby, myself and all other athletes kind of coming up to that level um, are involved because, as you said, like Guernsey Athletics, when I kind of started off, it was not in the place it is now. And all these younger athletes are getting the best possible chance to like, do well um, with athletics in Guernsey. And that comes down to, um, of course, Tom and I'm sure other people on the board or who help with the organisation um, because the amount of competitions they put on, the coaching staff down the track, um, it just shows that a lot of love and kind of passion has been put into it, which is really good because as you can see from a little island, we've got a Commonwealth Games medal. We had four or five people at the Commonwealth Games this year. Of course, Cam went to the Olympic Games um, and it's pretty endless. Peter won the under-23 nationals the other year. So... I mean, we're really laying a foundation now, which hopefully in 10 or whatever years will really show and help other athletes kind of believe they can get to a world stage. Because when I was younger, I was very lucky to have Dale as my coach and perfect because I did the four and a hurdles and he had, of course, um, like won the British champs in the four hurdles and all that kind of stuff. And so it was a really good person to look up to and kind of believe that there is kind of more uh, than just racing at the Island Games or even like kind of running for Guernsey. Um, So I think it's really important. And hopefully when myself and others are done in the sport, hopefully there'll be a lot of kind of encouragement for younger athletes to really push on and believe that they can make it to a good level.
0: He you mentioned Dale there. He's in the squad as well, still going strong.
5: Yeah. I mean, that guy just doesn't quit, does he? (laughs) Every time I see him, um, every time I see him train, um, it's just constant um just constant like injury or something like that. But he's like 40 years old. You can't blame him, can you? But he loves the sport and he loves kind of doing what he can. And um I think he's come to peace with of course not being in the four hurdle selection. But he's <laughs> I think he's going for the sprint hurdles and he's going for the long jump. Um and you know what? Like I think that that's that that will be great for him because you know he, he's a big name in Guernsey and especially in athletics and um I, I think it's great that he's sneaked his way in. Because at the end of the day, like, um, if there's a spot there and he's trained hard, which he clearly has, then then it's another good name to have on the team. And so I, I can't wait to see him and kind of uh, see what he's got in the 110 hurdles. Because honestly, I saw him race in Guernsey and he wasn't that far behind Pete. And he looked, he looked damn good. So it will be... Um, It'll be a really good, interesting final, actually, I think. So watch out for that one, I reckon.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. And just finally, I mean, what do you expect to to feel when you're in the blocks uh, at Footslaying? You think there'll be a few nerves?
5: Uh, Absolutely. I'm always in the blocks, nervous as hell, because with my event, the finish line is literally right behind you and you've got to go all the way around the blooming track. Um, So, but even the occasion, I mean, um, just because I'll be ranked first or ran faster than these guys, man, it's just, as you you saw earlier, like I I hit the hurdle in Belgium and fell over. So um, I've really got to be on my game and just concentrate because uh, at the end of the day, like I don't want to mess this up and it's a massive opportunity. And do you know what? I'm I'm really going to, a part of me, maybe a few months ago I was like, ah, just go there and try and like, just get through it and enjoy it and race. But I'm absolutely going to go for it. Um, I mean, I'm going to be that. Da- I'm going to be pretty tired after the British champs, but I'll have a rest day in between. Um, and I'm just absolutely going to go for it because I want to one, try and break my track record of forty nine eighty seven, I think it was, um, and then just do some other damage. Really? I don't know what the Island games record for it is. I want to try and beat that. Um, and, yeah, just put, put some history down because um, that, that, that track's special. And so it's a good track as well. Never underestimate that track. It's very fast. Cam's gone 45 on it. I've gone 49 on it. So um, it's an amazing opportunity for everyone to do well. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, it's going to be a nervous time. And um, hopefully if Cam gets the win, uh, he'll definitely be put on me to then get the win. So it'll be a, it'll <laughs> be a good experience. It'll be, it'll be just so... It'll, it'll be a daunting thing because of course everyone's like oh yeah al is gonna win or this and that so i've just got to be on my a game and like focus in and that's all i can do really but um yeah it's, it's gonna be a good time i'm, I'm really excited for it yeah
0: Allah Chalmers is um there yeah jamie just uh, hugely encouraging isn't it that that someone who's obviously gone on to bigger and better things than the island games and has achieved an awful lot in the last couple of years is so committed to this event and has so much enthusiasm for it
4: Well, yeah, um, hopefully by the time uh, we welcome Allah to Fitz Lane, he will have won a fourth straight British title and qualified for another World Championships potentially. And that shows the level of athlete he is. But the fact that he's still got that uh, affinity for guns, he really wants to compete on home soil and has been really vocal about this since the start of a build-up to a home games I just think it's really refreshing and if you can take the opportunity to see him uh please do
0: yeah it's going to be spectacular I mean you know he says he's going to go for it he's not holding anything back so um yeah the game's record um yeah well within his sights I think um obviously the track record um yeah will be uh, fantastic to see him in full flight at Footslane on Tuesday night um now we can't get through every single sport here but let's have a quick whiz through
1: from you guys of, of some of the other things you're looking forward to seeing um Gareth what sort of jumps off the schedule for you Um, Certainly um, in terms of local interest, the the basketball, Tony, especially having seen the pitches of the Sir John Loverish Hall being turned into the Bosey Dome, as they're they're calling it. Pack Um, the Dome. Pack the Dome. (laughs) Um, The atmosphere in there all week will be absolutely terrific. It will be electric in there, but especially when the Guernsey guys are playing, the, the women will... Um, we'll kick things off on, on Sunday afternoon at two o'clock followed immediately by the men's team and, and both uh, will fancy their chances of being medal contenders so it, it's just going to be a, a, just a terrific atmosphere in there I'm looking forward to sort of getting in there as often as possible and it's sort of events like that that sort of you just know there's going to be an electric atmosphere that really get you I mean swimming at the Island Games is always a massive thing and it's it's really popular um, I mean Boise is only a, a sort of a small venue for that but it'll be packed out the noise will be incredible I'm sure Um, that would be another one that's certainly worth looking out for but I, I sort of particularly enjoy the first couple of days when what you might describe as individual events are sort of team based like the tennis, like the table tennis, like badminton those are really great events to go and watch um and yeah i I think guernsey will have will have decent chances in in a lot of those a lot of those events so um there's plenty to watch out for yeah i think it's worth just getting around to as much as you can isn't i mean you know some of the sports
0: like shooting archery um sailing aren't kind of the, your sort of normal sort of televised sports are they in terms mm. of like sort of spec being spectator friendly but you know those guys will be even away all week and it's well worth checking on them because um yeah really fascinating um to see how those um, particular sports are set up yeah you know, obviously the team events the basketball and the football um will attract big crowds and mm. um potentially there's some very very big occasions to come aren't there as you say if, if the both basketball teams can get into medal contention. Um, you know those games will be huge. Um, and on the football front, for the men in particular, there's this <laughs> this prospect of a Jersey Guernsey semi-final to come.
1: Yeah, that would be um, that would probably be the biggest draw of the week, I think, if if that was to, to happen. I mean, the Guernsey men's team are going to be at the track sort of six thirty for the first three nights, and you can just imagine the crowds will just grow as as that competition goes on. Um, ho- hopefully the the team can sort of draw the energy from that crowd because um, they'll be back to the hilt. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, a Guernsey versus Jersey Island Games semi final would be sort of one to remember. I'm sure, and it would. You'd have to wonder how many thousands of people would turn up, and not hundreds, but thousands, I'm sure, would be down there if that turns out to be the case.
0: Well, we'll see how it plays out. Um, Worth reminding everyone that it's all free entry, isn't it? I mean, some limited seating at a couple of the events. The swimming, obviously, will be very tight around the pool. Mm. Um, so if you want to get in there, you're going to have to get there pretty early, I think, for those evening final sessions. Although there is um, the opportunity to watch it on the big screen at the, uh, the theatre at Beaux Jour, They're going to be um, streaming into there. And, of course, watch it online on, on the live stream as well. I think there's going to be extensive um, streams of, of lots of the sport over the course of the week. Um, but, you know, I think... Our advice definitely will be get to as much as you can and, and, and get there and, and cheer on Team Guernsey. Well,
1: yeah, and I certainly think the the the, the fantastic Friday as they're, they're labeling it is um, is a great initiative by the the organisers to have. Um, well, you got the you got the half marathon there at nine o'clock in the morning on the seafront in town, followed pretty much immediately, I think, by the cycling criteriums. And then you've got the, the team relay triathlon sort of at four o'clock, I think it is. That will just be an amazing day down there. Um, Jamie's looking with excitement and dread <laughs> because he's going to be covering pretty much everything that goes on that that mm-hmm. day. But, um, yeah, that that is just going to be a, a great spectacle. Um, so, I mean, the town criterium cycling, I mean, you mentioned Mark Hamndish earlier on when he won on the same street sort of 20 years ago Um, that's always another great sort of fan favourite it's a terrific spectacle um, but that's going to be a really exciting day. But obviously we've got five days full of competition before that even comes around.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a big way to close the week, isn't it? Um, if you missed our pre-game supplement, which was with the paper on Wednesday, um, you can find the link to the online version uh, in the notes for this podcast. So uh, do check that out. There's interviews um, with Dame Mary Perkins, with Brian Allen um, from GIGA, from the Gunsley Island Games Association, and also Jorgen Uh And as well, we have been picking out our ones to watch from TV Guernsey, one athlete from each sport, um, some gold medal contenders in there, um, some athletes who could have a big say in their team sports and and some youngsters and new faces as well to watch out for. So um, do check that out. Um, In terms of my week, I'm going to be running around with the camera (laughs) filming as much as I can every day, getting as much footage and reaction uh, on social media as possible through the day. So do make sure you're following us uh, at GSY Press Sport on Facebook Twitter and Instagram and each night we're also going to be doing a live roundup show on our Guernsey Press Facebook pages um, yeah recapping the day uh, with highlights and reaction uh, from all the key team Guernsey moments and hopefully chat to uh, lots of athletes um, from across the island games as well from uh, the visiting islands um, so yeah do tune in for that it'll be around about 9 30 every night depending on how quickly I can get from place to place and then back to beaux um, which is going to be our base for the week but um, yeah make sure uh, you tune in um, to that hopefully bring you as much uh, as much as we can from the games each day yeah it's going to be a very busy week isn't it um, of course it all kicks off uh, with the opening ceremony on Saturday evening in St Peterport um, we've got our fingers crossed for the weather for sure um, but yeah can't wait to, to see the games open there and uh, the man who's been given the honour of uh, carrying Team Guernsey's flag is swimmer Tom Hollingsworth uh, a veteran of uh, a, a fair few games it's fair to say made his debut like you Gareth in uh, in Guernsey in 2003 he's won a few more medals than you though
1: and he's, and he's still younger than <laughs> Than me as well. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, he's up to 49 medals, so going for his 50th uh, Island Games medal um, in these games. Uh, he popped in to see us at the Guernsey Press, um, well, a little while ago now. We've kept this one in the bag um, just to talk about how much the Island Games has meant to him as a competitor and how much he's looking forward to competing on home soil or in home water once again.
6: Once Guernsey was announced, the games in well for 21, I thought well, that'd be a nice way to go out. And now I know it's been pushed back by two years, which um, it is a bit trickier going into my mid-30s. and Yeah, no, I, I definitely want to do it because I have such fond memories of Guernsey 2003. Um, and it'd just be so nice to do my first and last games in Guernsey. Um, and, you know, if you could have told me at 15, I'd still be going 20 years later. I'd just shook my head and say, oh, "Are you absolutely mad. <laughs> Doing it, How many meters I've done in that time would be bonkers. But um, no, just, yeah, really really looking forward to it. And um, I, I just yeah, like I said, just such fond memories of um, Guernsey winning medals, and I wasn't able to at the time because I was a bit young. But it'd be good to win win a medal at home. Really nice.
1: For someone of sort of your CV now, Tom, who's been to Commonwealth as well and sort of done great things on the world stage as well. I mean, masters and things like that. I mean, it's still it's still. In your eyes how much you love the island games i mean is that something that will sort of like never leave you yeah i think so i think uh
6: Commonwealth's and you know world masters and the like are fun mm-hmm. and great to compete at and you get to race different people from all over the world but i think island games says that camaraderie and rivalry which is a bit more ingrained in you know our island we want to race jersey and we want to beat the other guys in the other islands and um And the atmosphere is always amazing. It's always, the atmosphere at Iron Games is the best I've ever seen anywhere. And that's, I think that's what makes it.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, whenever I go to an Iron Games, like swimming finals evenings, I mean, you do four of them. It's like the the hottest ticket in town. It is the place to be, isn't it? Yeah. It's absolutely bananas, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. Yeah, yeah I, remember
0: when- going, I remember going to the swimming for one night at Jersey 2015, and that was when I worked for the radio station. And there was a couple of us covering the games from Guernsey, and I, you know we were sort of divvying up the sports. And I said, "Well, I'll go to the swimming on the first night." And I just went every night. You <laughs> know, it was it was just absolutely it was addictive that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was just there, kind of you know,
6: sort of milling around on the side of the pool, getting in the way. Really, <laughs> it's that crammed atmosphere inside, yeah. isn't it? It's that's what makes it. I think It keeps the roof. The roof keeps um, the the noise in, doesn't it? So, and there's many times that I we've been in the middle of a final and I can't speak to the person next to me because it's so loud. And that's when you realise, like, oh wow, this is this is pretty loud. This is Mm. pretty intense.
0: Tom Hollingsworth there. And of course, when we spoke to him, he didn't know he was going to be the flag bearer. So uh, yeah, congratulations. And uh, yeah, Gareth, a fitting honour for someone who's given so much to Guernsey sport.
1: Yeah, very much so, Tony. Tom's been just a great ambassador for Guernsey sport, not only in Ireland games, he's been to Commonwealth Games for us. He swims in sort of World Masters events. And he's, he's a very proud Guernseyman. Um, as I often say to him, I always find it quite amazing when I meet him. He's such a humble and quite a small guy as well. When he's but when he's in a swimming pool, he, he just becomes an absolute monster. So it's uh, it, it'll be great for him to to lead the team on on the Saturday's opening ceremony. And uh, he's he's the, probably the most fitting flag bearer he could get out of that team.
0: Looking forward to that moment uh, immensely. Uh, Twenty three islands coming to us. Of course, some of them from uh, very close, um, Sark and Alderney and uh, Jersey with a big team uh, traveling across the water some coming from much much further away and some new faces as well in Gozo um, which is really nice to see um, they're making their debut at these island games they were sort of officially accepted into the the games movement um, at the AGM last summer uh, can't wait to welcome them to Guernsey because we've been speaking to um, yeah all of the islands that are coming to Guernsey um, you might have seen uh, well hopefully you'll have seen the uh, the pieces uh, in the paper um, giving you a sense of what life is like there and um, and what what the sporting scene is like across the islands of the island games um yeah some really fascinating places one of the other people we spoke to was linda alvarez um, from gibraltar um, she was the games uh, organizing chair for that games back in 2019 and i wanted to speak to her just to find out um, what those games meant to her and gibraltar as hosts and also what her advice is for the organizing committee for guernsey 2023.
7: Well, you know, when you're only given two years' notice or three years' notice, whatever it was, you just have to get on and do it. So you haven't got to, you know, sit there, oh, man, am i I'm going to do this, what are we going to do with this? you just got to go ahead and do it. Um, and, you know, we had all the sporting facilities available, so there was no problem, but the government decided to build as you know, all these new um, premises, etc. cetera. So we were lucky. So we had two new stadiums built, you know, shooting ranges, all sorts of things. Um, and so our legacy is fantastic.
0: And, and uh, sort of away from the kind of bricks and mortar, do you think there is? uh is there a legacy from that Games in terms of kind of motivation, inspiration and just kind of you know, giving a, a boost to sports?
7: Yeah, but I think what is also important is when you host a Games is that it's to show your your island, you know, the people from your island, what it's about because, you know, they just read in the paper or see in the press, oh, they're going to the Island Games again. Some of them will say, oh, they're going on a jolly, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But for us, it's to you know everybody gets involved you know in the community and it's just amazing you know the comments i've had from people who didn't know about the games who came with people that volunteered to come along to help and they have a much more awareness of what the Island games is about of the sports they see how highly contested everybody is you know and it's definitely not a jolly and um and i think for me that was one of the most important things
0: yeah, so sort of taking it around the islands, it kind of keeps the fire burning in
7: those places. You know, and, it's, it's, and, and I think particularly in a small place like Gibraltar, because you can't get away from it. If you've got an island that's big and you have all the sporting venues in one place, you know, it's only those people in that place that really sort of see it or get involved. But here, as you know, in Gibraltar, it's so small, it was just everywhere. You know, you, you just couldn't get away from it. So it was just, just uh, it was really good.
0: Looking ahead then to to the next couple of weeks, what's your kind of message or advice to the Guernsey organising um, committee? Obviously, they've had a few years to to think about it, um, but yeah, what, what what would you be your advice to them?
7: Well, you know, I've been in contact with them all the time. You know when they were here when you when they brought over their organizing committee uh we worked very closely with them. They came around with all my committee. they learned a lot there I'm in touch with Julia all the time you know she's we've given them documents we've given them advice they've asked so you know it's been a that' been nice communication between us also everything that I can help we've helped with so I think um they're doing a good job from what I can see at the moment. Um, I think for them, the problem was the accommodation. Um, and I like probably still is. I know people are trying to get over and just can't, can't find anywhere to stay. Um, so that has been a, a major problem for them. But I think they've sorted it out. And uh, at the moment, I can see, see everything's going really, really well.
0: Oh, that's really, uh, yeah, really encouraging to hear. And, uh, you know, will they get much chance, do you think, from your experience to uh, to enjoy the week or is it kind of when the last flight takes off?
7: <laughs> and that is the unfortunate thing, you know, it's your home games, um, but you, all you're, you're just troubleshooting. That is what you're doing all week is just troubleshooting, you know, everybody, even though you might be the chairman, you still, you know, you, people come to you, or well, what, I can do this, you know, and you've got to authorise something or other. So... Um, Yes, hopefully they can see something but it's quite difficult.
0: Linda Alvarez um, from Gibraltar speaking to me there. Um Gareth we were both down in Gibraltar 4 years ago it feels like
1: quite a long time now. It, it does now. Actually. It's it's amazing. Obviously the the uh, delay in our hosting has, has, has meant that uh, it's a longer longer ago memory but uh, no, it's a fantastic place Gibraltar. I just I just remember going to Gibraltar sort of knowing how small it is sort of geographically but how sort of how energy sapping it seemed to be because obviously it was very warm down there and um, the rock as they called it is uh, it takes a lot of up and getting up and down so um, it was another fantastic games um, I mean I, I don't think I've ever been to a bad games but uh, yeah it was it's a lot of fond memories from there they had some great facilities I'm, I still remember the, the swimming pool there was fantastic and it, you sort of start hoping that Guernsey might one day have a, have a facility like that but uh, no it's a, it's a good games and um, I'm sure that Linda would be able to pass on some good advice to our organisers as well.
0: Yeah, and they stepped in at a relatively short notice, had their own kind of um, I challenging circumstances to overcome and, and and did it so well to put on a fantastic event. Um, so, yeah, we can't wait to see uh, how Guernsey 2023 unfolds. On and off the pitch. It's gonna be um fascinating, uh, exciting. Um it's gonna be tiring, <laughs> but yeah, we really can't wait. So uh yeah, stay with us uh, here at the Guernsey Press. Uh, we'll be endeavoring to bring you the very best coverage of the event. Um, as I say, make sure you pick up a paper every day um for full coverage of how Team Guernsey you've been getting on and some fascinating features from across the games as well. Make sure you're following us on social media at GSY Press Sport on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll also be getting as much as we can on our website, guernseypress.com. And uh, finally, uh, each evening, uh, settle down on the sofa, pour yourself a drink, sit outside, do whatever, um, but make sure you're with us for our uh, Games Today live programme at about 9.30 each night on our Facebook channels, um, rounding up the best of the action. Good luck, guys. Enjoy. And good luck, Team Guernsey. Cheers, Tony. Cheers, Tony.